Hey, don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed. And it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks. Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello, welcome. Welcome back and Shabbat Shalom. Um, by now. I believe that my mic is doing a little better because I've been listening to my um, lessons and I haven't heard the in and out. So I'm trying um, to hold the mic like a rapper. <laughs> That's what I've been doing. <laughs> holding it like that. But um, let's see how it goes without me holding it. I hope that you're enjoying your day. <laughs> and this is uh, First Samuel. We are on outline number six. Um, a little stuffy, so. Outline, outline number six. And this consists of chapters 16, 17, and 18. We already know last week, um, Saul, who is Shaul, was showing his behind. So... We are taking it from there and moving forward. Um, the children of Israel wanted a king. They got it. Sometimes you shouldn't ask for certain things because the Most High going to give it to you. And then when you get it, you probably won't even want it. This is what's going on with the children of Israel. And I, I say this to say, the children of Israel have been doing the same thing forever. Their ancestors been doing it. The ancestors after the ancestors and the ancestors, or I would say before the ancestors and the ancestors before that, they all been doing the same thing. Wanting stuff that other people want and finding out for their own selves that it's not what they um, should have. Sometimes people got to wallow in their own poop to know that it's poop. Uh -huh. And that's what the children of Israel are doing. So we are... Um, and uh, like I said, outline number six, I'm going to read the outlines and then I'm going to read it straight off. Why? I already told you a lot of times I'm a cliff note things, but a lot of times I'm not because these are things that we should know. I'm going strictly, strictly by the scriptures. Um, the thing is, I will be doing it from the um, Amplified. Now, I want to say something about the Amplified that I've been saying forever. The words change, a lot of the words change, but I'm going to read from the Amplified because it says it in regular English. If there's something that you need to know in the um, closest to the Hebrew language, then I will either go to the um, 
King James Version or the Sefer. Okay. Uh, we already know if I say Saul or somebody like that, it's Shaul. We already know that the name's been changed in all the scriptures except for the Sefer. They've been changed. That's why people's calling Yahshua Jesus. I already said it. But some of these names I'm going to say, like um, Samuel and all of that, is Shemuel. Uh, or um, it's different. Um, it's not quite the name um, in Hebrew. Okay. So just know that these names, they try to, even in the, um, every time they go and switch words and all this and make their own Bibles, what they do, they'll try to keep the um, prophet's name the same, even though it's, it's still not the, uh, the um, correct name, but as close as possible, I'm going to say, but um, they try to change everybody's name except for the prophets but like i said there's some tweaking even from the prophets how does the devil fool the world i already told you anyway let's go through the outline uh first samuel if i say samuel or shemuel it's the same thing saul or um shaul same thing um first samuel 16 one through five is samuel sent by the most high under pretense of a sacrifice comes to Bethlehem verses 6 to 10 his human judgment is reproved 11 to 14 he anoints David 15 through 23 Shaul sends for David to quiet his evil spirit first um, Samuel chapter 17 the armies of um, Yasharel and the Philistines being ready to battle. Um, first Samuel uh, 17 verses 4 through 11, Goliath challenges a combat and I need you to focus when I read that. Um, um, I'm going to go through all of them then I'm just going to read it. Let me just let me just do the 16 and then when it's 17 I'll go through the, um, the outline. I'm just going to go straight out through the outline but I'm not going to do that. Okay, we already read the first outline, so now I'm going to read it. I'm going to try to read it slow this so you understand what I'm saying, because they're getting ready to do the battle now. You need to listen to the focus on this. Okay, so um, Shemuel goes to Bethlehem. Where's my... Okay. And the Most High said to Shemuel, how long will you grieve for Shaul? Now, let me just stop there. When Shaul didn't listen to the Most High, he didn't heed the word of the Most High, the law, I would say, because everything is a law, the statute or the precept that the Most High said. Now, what he said last week was, get rid of everything. What did Shaul do? He saved stuff for himself, the choice stuff from the heathens. Why did the Most High tell him to get rid of everything? Because every nation worships devils. So you really don't know what they was doing to these animals to sacrifice them to uh, whatever idols that they had. And this is what the nations was doing, all of them. So that's why the Most High said, don't bring me none of their stuff. How can you, and I just want you to wrap your head on around certain things. How can you give somebody something from a dead person that 
Yeah, that you don't know. You don't know what that dead person was in. You don't know what they did. You just take it from their body and, and dedicate it to somebody else. Or give go give it to your mother or your father. Even though this can never equal to the most high. But just, I want you to think about it. You just go to a mortuary and you go grab some something of a dead body. Something off of their body. And just go give it to your um, parent. Okay? Now magnify that. This is the stuff that the children was doing. And the Most High said, I don't, I don't want that. The Most High already knew how all this was going to play out. And he knew that um, Shaul was going to do that. Everything is a test to the Most High. Because the angels are taking notes. The creatures are watching and the angels taking notes. And we're going to do a lesson on that just so that you know. Because I'm not talking from off the top of my head, honey. I'm getting this straight from the scriptures. And I already told you this Bible is one puzzle piece of hundreds of puzzle pieces. Understand that, know that, and don't forget it. Because when I say stuff, it's coming from the scriptures. I'm not making stuff up, okay? And I will slowly prove everything I say. That's why I said everything is relevant, number one. Number two, when you go to my platform library and I start, um, you start listening to my lessons, everything is connected. If you, if you can understand what I'm saying, Everything is connected, even the daily lessons, even the um, the guest lessons, they all connected. So understand that. I just don't do random stuff. Everything is connected. Okay, so like I said, um, the most high is having a conversation with Shemuel, who is the priest and the prophet. And I need you to understand that because the lesson that I'm going to do next time, y'all willing, is going to be pre about priests and prophets. I'm going to do it. And you're going to get it. You're going to understand just how powerful and needed they are. Anyway, so he's asking Shemuel, why are you grieving Shaul? Basically, I already told him what to do. And guess what? He didn't do it. So why are you grieving him? So this is the creator of the universe talking to one of his um, prophets. And he's asking him that. Meanwhile, and I, I don't feel sorry for Shaul, but I, I need you to understand the magnitude of the situation. Shemuel is a flesh and blood person. Shemuel understands that he is a little light. He understands who he is and who he belongs to. This is why the Most High picks the prophets. When he picks, when the Most High picks the prophets, number one, he already picked them before the foundation of the world. Number two, they know exactly who they are and who they belong to, who they serve. And they do the will of the Most High. That's what the prophets do. Understand how important of a job it is. This is why the rest of the world is in disarray. Because number one, and especially the children of Israel, you have no idea who you are. Number two, you don't know who you belong to. You think you are a flesh man that just came here at a certain time and then you're going to die. That is the same thinking and the feelings of the nations around you. The heathen, like the Most High said. This is the problem. So Shaul, who was in the beginning so shocked that the Most High chose him, now he's showing his, his behind. Instead of meditating and, and trying to figure out how to be a better king, Shaul then turned around and started showing his behind by not listening to the Most High, not listening to the precepts and the statutes of the Most High. And that, my dear, is going to get you in a place that you don't want to be. So now this conversation is being had between the Most High and Shemuel. And the Most High is saying, why are you even um, 
why are you grieving over him? Meanwhile, Shemuel is grieving because I guess a piece, I don't know what he's feeling, but from reading this, a piece of him is probably feeling like, you know what? I tried my best. I know he tried, but he's hard-headed. And even though he tried, I love him because we work together. I knew him since he was a kid. We work together. And while we're doing wars and all that, he is my brethren. And I'm sad that the kingship was taken away from him. So that's what I can imagine Samuel is feeling. So um, let's keep going. So the Most High saying, why are you grieving for um, Shaul when I rejected him as king over Yasharel? Um, fill your horn with oil and go. This is what the Most High is saying to him. Enough already. Go. I will send you to Jesse. Now, the, the, I need you to listen to this. I need you to know this. I need you to understand this. Children of Israel, especially the, um, the ones that were scattered around the four corners of the um, earth. I need you to understand King David. I need you to know this. I need you to understand this. Listen with your spirit. Okay? I need you to listen. Okay? If you got a Bible and you feel like you want to come, come. We're on chapter 16. Now, the Most High is saying, forget, basically, don't worry about uh, Shaul no more. I'm sending you to a king that's going to do what I say. So, message over. Stop um, stop mourning and grieving for Shaul. We moving forward. That's basically what the Most High says to um, Shemuel. And I'm going to read it again. How long are you going to grieve for Shaul when I've rejected him as the king over Israel? That's, the, that's not even a question that needs to be answered. That's a rhetorical question. Okay? Because a rhetorical question does not need an answer. It's just being snide. Okay? Now, this is the directive which can be a preset. Fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite. Listen, for I have chosen a king for myself among his sons. Listen, I need you to listen with everything you got. But Shemuel say, how can I go? When Shaul hears about it, he will kill me. Listen, Shaul is still the king, but the Most High took his blessing off of him. And there is a such thing as the Most High taking his, his blessing off you. Because number one, we all walk with angels. The Most High sends all of us angels, honey. How do we know that? The scriptures say it. And it's too many scriptures for me to even name. And I'm not going to go off on a tangent. But I'm going to tell you this. When the Most High takes his blessing off you, you're naked. Okay, so even though he had that, um, because there's angels that walk with the most um with the children of Israel, even when they start acting up, and there's shepherds. I already told you there's more than angels. There's more than angels. Everybody call everything angel, everything's not an angel. Anyway, the most high took his special source, I'll say it like that, even though his is his his favor off of Shaul because Shaul didn't listen. Okay. So now he's telling Shemuel, go on over to Jesse's because I got somebody that, um, that I'm getting ready to anoint that's going to listen to me. And then now Shemuel um, is scared because um, if if um, he believes that if um, Shaul finds out that he's going to kill him. But guess what? See, this is the problem. 
this is the problem with all of this. This is the problem with the history. This is the problem what's happening now. Nobody believes in the most high. Because if in that moment, in that second, that Shemuel said that, there was no belief. You know why? Because the Most High said, go and do what I told you to do. I took my special sauce off um, Shaul. Right then and there, Shemuel, who was a priest since he was three years old. I'm saying three, because whenever your mother weaned you off her breast, you got to be two or three years old. Who knows? Could have been four. Who knows? But he was a priest since he was a toddler. And he was walking in the Most High. How could he forget that the Most High had his special spirit on him? How you forgetting? So now you scared of Saul when the Most High, the creator of the universe, then gave you a directive. Enough is enough. You see how we, if, if, if a prophet who is a priest of the Most High can forget that fast, what about all the rest of us that forget? See, you, true faith, true, true faith, will elevate you so that you don't have to listen to the laws and the commands. That's what it says in the New Testament. True, real faith. Even the, if you just heard what I uh, what I read. Even um, Samuel, Samuel, forgot that. If the Most High is giving you a directive, do you believe that he gonna leave you half no. If the Most High is giving you a directive, he's going to give you everything you need to carry that directive out. And nobody is going to deviate from it. Can't nobody touch it. Can't nobody take you. Just like Yahshua said. Nobody could take the children out of my hands. So why is Shemuel afraid? This is what I mean about true faith. Nobody on this earth got true faith. Nobody. This is why people still have to stay in the confines of the law because nobody got true faith. Because if you're walking in the spirit for real, for real, you wouldn't have to worry about the, um, the laws. And nobody's breathing on this earth right now got that type of faith. As you can see, Shepherd didn't even have it. He's scared of Shaul when the Most High told him to go to Jesse's house. Nobody got time for this. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to say it again, verse 2. But um, Shemuel said, how can I go? When Shaul hears about this, he's going to kill me. Yeah. And the Most High said, take a heifer from the herd with you and say, I have come to sacrifice for the Most High. You shall invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what you shall do after that. And you shall anoint for me the one who I designate. Now, the Most High is not playing, and the Most High ain't got time for games. The Most High knew us before we was made. The Most High is the one who made us. Before we was made, he knew us. Okay, that's a lesson that I did on the platform library. He already knew what you was going to say. He already knew what you was going to do. He already knew that you was going to sing. He already knew all of this before the foundation of the world and his foreknowledge that put you together. And he still brought you forth. Does the Most High not know you? He's the creator of the book. He's the author and the finisher. You ain't nothing but a character in the book that has a certain amount of time before you are done away with as the character. Okay? You may be the protagonist. You may be the antagonist. 
We don't know. Only the most high. Okay? So again, I said, the most high said, go and in invite Jesse to the sacrifice. And I will show you what to do after that. And you shall anoint for me the one who I designate. Okay? Because the most high don't have time to explain to Shemuel what everything's going to happen. You're just going to do my directive, which is a precept and a um, statute. You're going to do the directive. Okay, you don't need to be asking me what, when, why, how. You don't need it. Do my directing. So Shemuel did what the Most High said and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the city came trembling to meet him and said, do you come in peace? And he said, in peace, I have come to sacrifice for the Most High. Consecrate yourself and come with me to the sacrifice. He also consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. So it happened when they had come, he looked at Eliab, the eldest son, and thought, surely the Most High is anointed before him. Now, I want to say this. Jesse, the, um, the Bethlehemite, had a bunch of sons, and they were mighty men. Okay, He also had young sons. There was nowhere near mighty. None. So you would think in an earthly thought, because I need y'all to elevate. This is why I'm going to break this down. You would think as an earthly human, oh, look at these broad shoulders. Look at this big man. Oh, I'm sure that he could conquer somebody. He looked like he could be a king. He looked like he's good. Now, mind you, Shemuel's being sent out by the Most High. See, the Most High knows your heart. Not only does he know your heart, he knew you before the foundation of the world. It's even, even grander than that. It's grander than knowing your heart. The Most High made you. You're the character in the Most High's book. He already knows who he made, who's supposed to be doing what. So while a human beings who don't know nothing, we're finite, we don't know Jack. We're looking at this person going, hmm, this person looked like it's a good, you know, they would be a good leader. The Most High already knows who he's going to choose. And the more, excuse me, hold on. The most high usually chooses the most unlikely candidate. We can look at that candidate and be, what the? But the most high knows what he's doing. And we're going to find out. So I'm going to say it again. It so happened that they had come. He looked and, what is this? Oh, Eliab, the oldest son, and thought, surely the Most High anointed before him. But the Most High said to Shemuel, do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. Uh, okay, this is what I'm talking about. For the Most High sees, not as a man sees, for man looks at outward appearances. I need y'all to understand that and know that. That's what we do as human beings. We judge the book by the cover. We have no idea what that book is capable of. We have no idea what the intention of that person is. We have no idea about the person's um, focus and direction in their lives, their integrity. We have no idea. We just guess by looking at the person. And that's how wrong we are. But the Most High knows. He made you. He knows everybody. But the Most High looked at the heart, okay? 
We look at the outward appearances, but the most high looks at the heart. Okay. All right. When Jesse called Abinadab and had him pass before Shemuel, but Shemuel said the most high has not chosen this one either. He's going through the sons. Next, Jesse had Shama pass by and Shemuel said, nope, the most high ain't picking either. Jesse has seven of his sons passed before Shemuel, but Shemuel said no to Jesse. The Most High has not chosen any of these. Then Shemuel said to Jesse, are all your sons here? Jesse replied, there's still one left, the youngest, and he's tending the sheep. Now, let me stop that for a minute. David is the youngest one of Jesse. There's seven other children before Jesse. He's number eight. Not only is eight a significant number, and so is seven. I already told you there's these numbers, honey. These numbers, these numbers, these numbers. Not only is eight a significant number, the Most High does not look at the statue of you. The Most High does not look at how tall you are and whatever it is, he looks at the heart and he made you before the foundation of the world. So nobody knows you more than the most high. I don't care what you do. You can lie to anybody. You can do anything you want to anybody. The most high knows you. Oh, he knows you. So um, Shemuel was asking, is this it? So Jesse was like, well, I got one more. He's a kid and he's um, tending the sheep. Now, uh, David's number eight and he's a shepherd. I want you to think about that. Who else was the shepherd of the sheep? Who? You got to think about all these connections. Number eight of the siblings and the shepherd. I need you to focus. Everything is relevant. Shemuel said to Jesse, send word and bring him because we will not sit down and eat the sacrificial meal until he's here. Mm, 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 mm. David's anointing. So Jesse sent word and brought David in. Now he had a ruddy complexion. I need you to understand. Oh. oh no. I need you to understand what's being said right here. Right here. This is the description of David. Uh-huh. For those of you who believe that Yahshua, who you call Jesus, is this man with alabaster skin and long blonde hair throwing up the gang signs. I need you to understand who Yahshua, the true one and only begotten son of the most high, who came down here in the flesh, who he came from, and that's David. King David. Now, I need you to listen to me delicately and understand what I'm getting ready to say to you. So Jesse said, well, and this is verse 12 of 16. First um, Samuel 16, verse 12. Understand that. So Jesse sent word and brought David in. Now, David had a ruddy Now, I did a lesson about who Yahshua is and what his countenance was like. Ruddy complexion means dark red. When the Most High said, let us make man in his image, you know what he did? He went to paradise and he did it. 
And 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 uh, this is a part of the lesson that I'm getting ready to do because I'm going to sock it to you so good. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you good. He went to the middle of the earth to grab the dust of the ground and some other things, some other elements too, and breathe the breath of life into a living soul. Now, this is not in the Bible. This is in the book of Enoch. This is in, what other book is it? Book of Enoch and some other books too. Uh, book of um, Adam and Eve. Honey, I need you to understand when he went to the middle of the earth. Think about where the middle of the earth is. First of all, I want you to think about where every human originated. Now that we understand where every human originated, this is spiritual and scientific. Because for those who sit in the back and say they're not religious, which religion and spirituality, two different things. I need you to think about where the middle of the earth is and where it sits in the beginning. Was it not Africa? Was it not Africa? Now think about the middle of the earth. Just the middle of the earth. What color is the dirt in the middle of the earth? It's ruddy. It ain't alabaster. It ain't pink sand. It ain't white sand. It's ruddy, deep, rich, red, brown. That's what it is. So this is the description of David. Now David had a ruddy complexion and beautiful eyes. Did I not tell you that the children of Israel was beautiful? Oh, yes. The children of Israel was beautiful, honey. The world tells the children of Israel that they ugly. But remember, this is the God. This is the God of this world is the devil. And the children and the people who listen to him, they going to go and rock with the devil. But the Most High say you beautiful. So if anybody say anything aside from that, they from the devil. Because there's only wickedness and righteousness in the world. That's it. It ain't no middle. There is no middle. So I'm going to go back and say this. Jesse sent word for David. David came in and he had a ruddy complexion with beautiful eyes and a handsome appearance. That's David, baby. That's David. Now, you want to say the social construct black? Okay, he was black. But since that's a social construct made up by the masses, I'm going to say this. He was deeply, richly melanated. More in the reds. Now, when you get a person of dark complexion, right? Most of the time, the complexion, when you mix colors up, just primary, primary colors and stuff to get a darker complexion, there is a uh, line that you can mix up with reds. It, it becomes more reddish, okay? Uh, people notice when they apply makeup. They understand you have, in order to make makeup work for you, even though I'm not promoting makeup, you have to understand the color palette and what goes with it. You don't think the most high didn't know about the color palette? Huh? Did you think that mo the most high was ignorant about the color palette? Not only that, the most high never told anybody to make uh, makeup. The angels taught humans how to make makeup. <laughs> yes, they did. You better go to the book of Jasper. Honey, I'm just telling you that ruddy, that can never be alabaster. Ruddy's not alabaster. Ruddy is ruddy. Okay? So again, David had a ruddy complexion with beautiful eyes and a handsome appearance. Are the children of Israel not handsome and beautiful? Yes, they are. 
Everybody want to be the children of Israel. They want their eyes, their nose, their lips, their butts, their breasts. They want everything. Everything. Their melanin, their lifeline. If they could cut a child of Israel open and put the skin on, they would. Don't you have nobody? I'm talking about you ain't beautiful. Children of Israel. Back to what I was saying. And the Most High said to Shemuel, arise and anoint him. This is him. Uh, then Shemuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the presence of his brother's child. <laughs> All those seven brothers that was mighty men. Here come little old David. And he's the king. <laughs> if the most high ain't gonna show something. And the spirit of the Most High, which is the Ruah, came mightily upon David from that day forward. So he had some special extra sauce. It was taken from Shaul and put on David. Now, let, let me tell you, physiologically, physically, or this physical realm, David, I mean, Shaul was still a king. But that spiritual part is not on him. Now, what would be the spiritual part? The favor. Okay. The most high's favor, the most high's will, the most high's direction. That's the special source. And it was taken from Saul, Shaul, and put on David. Uh-huh. And you're going to find out exactly how people get treated when the most high put his special source on you. So the spirit, again, I'm going to say the Ruach of the most high came mightily upon David that day forward. And Shemuel rose and went to Ramlah. Now I'm on 14. Now the Ruach of the Most High departed from Shaul. I already said it. And an evil spirit from the Most High tormented and terrified him. Now let me stop there and say this. And I ain't going to stay here, but I'm going to tell you this. And I don't ever want you to forget what I'm getting ready to say. The most high is the father of spirits. What did I say? The most high is the father of spirits. If you had a special eye that the most high gave you and you could see the spirits that's in this realm and in all the rest of the other realms, because there's different realms, you would be terrified. Terrified of the righteous ones and the wicked ones because there's so many. You could be sitting in a house by yourself and the whole house could be occupied with spirits and you would never know that. I'm just letting you know, the most high is the father of spirits. So, and they all got a job to do, all of them, okay? And they pretty much listen to the most high, but they have free wills. That's why a lot of them is gonna be put down. But trust and believe. If the Most High gives a directive to the spirits, they're going to do what he says because they understand who they are and they understand who they belong to. This is what I'm trying to tell you. Okay? In the Apocalypse of Paul, the Most High said, everything listens to me except for humans. This is why I'm only going to be a remnant. You're not going to mess with the Most High in any way. The more you learn about the Most High, the more you are going to fear and revere him. And if you don't revere him, you sure better fear him because he can kill the body and the soul. Understand that, know that. 
back to what I was saying. And I'm going to read it again. Now the Ruach of the Most High departed from Shaul and then that evil spirit was summoned. Okay? From the Most High and tormented Shaul and terrified him. Now Shaul knew that there was a spirit there. Uh-huh. So Shaul's servant said to him, Behold, an evil spirit and possession from the Most High is tormenting you. They knew. So let me ask you a question now. We're on um, Shemuel, right? We're moving forward in the book. So everybody understands at this point that uh, Shaul has a wicked spirit on him, which is possession, by the way. Okay? The, the spirit is going to come and go. So you'll know by the way that you are acting that there is a uh, spirit on you, a wicked spirit that was uh, given a directive to torment Saul. Why is it that everybody knew that? Mm -hmm. So I say that to say, where did the spirits go? Where did they go? And it's a rhetorical question because I'm going to answer the question. Nowhere. They didn't go nowhere. So if there was um, possession back then, what makes you think there's no possession today? Right now, today, a lot of psychologists and a lot of psychiatrists say, oh, no, there's no possession. This is the logical thing it is. Honey, there's no such thing as logical. People try to be logical only because they don't understand what's going on behind the scenes. Like I said, before there was physical beings, there was spirits way before humans came. So now humans today think they the end all and be all and they have no idea. They don't have a clue. Not a clue. They just keep walking around First of all, they being uh, the, the devil's uh, deceiving them, okay? <laughs> they being deceived, they in delusion, it's all kinds of stuff. And then for the children of Israel who wants to believe with the rest of the people who've listened to the devil, the most high sends a strong delusion too. So you, you dealing with a whole bunch of stuff down here. This is why I always say you must understand who you are and who you belong to. You have to. And that's spiritual. It's just not, okay, I know I'm a child of Israel and I know God, and I'm just going to say God. I know God is who he is. That's not it. You must search for him. You must allow him to talk to you as much as you looking and meditating on the word and reading on the word, word and focusing on him. That's how you get to know the most high. Not just, oh yeah, I'm just going to do what they say. What they say, you're supposed to do this on your own. That's why it says no man can teach you because no man knows everything. Understand that. Search for the most high for yourself. We can only guide you. Whoever's talking and whoever you're listening to and you feel in your heart is the direction um, that you're going with with them, you need to start doing stuff on your own. Because when the end of the world comes and you get um, you're getting judged. You can't point fingers at nobody because the job was supposed to be for you. The expectation is supposed to be for you to seek the most high. Seek me first, my kingdom, and my righteousness. Okay? Understand that. That's what I was saying. Okay, I'm on 16. Let our Lord, now, this is why you don't call the most high Lord, because this is what they're saying about Shaul. Let our Lord now command your servants who are here before you to find a man who plays skillfully 
on the heart. And when the evil spirit from the most high is on you, the person should play the harp with his hand excuse me, and you will be well. Now, how would they know to do that? Naturally, there's the advisors. They know their spirits. I'm going to say something else. And I hate to keep saying stuff, but I'm going to say this. People were more knowledgeable about spirits back then than they are now. Pyramids, all these things that people can't wrap their heads around. They keep saying aliens is coming down. Oh, my God, this is the most ridiculous thing you ever heard because they refuse to believe that melanated people ruled the world. They was in touch closer with spirits than any time. Now that we're at the end of the book, it's going to be more wicked spirits now, like in the beginning. I already told you, this world revolves like a clock. Why do you think the Most High always makes references about the world in the, um, in the uh, metaphor of time? 12 hours, 22 weeks, this, that. Yes, because everything is like a clock. There's nothing new under the sun. It's like a clock. Just like Yeshua said, just like in the times of Noah, he's referring to the beginning. That's a clock. Back to what I was saying. So um, he shall play the harp with his hand and you shall be well. So Shaul told his servants, find me a man who plays the harp well and bring him to me. One of the young men said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse. Listen to how the most high is putting it all together, baby. He's he is the creator. So somebody said, Oh, I know somebody who could do it. Jesse, one of Jesse's kids could do it. Now, mind you, Jesse's son David just got anointed by the most high. So he couldn't, he none of this couldn't have happened until uh Jesse's son David got anointed. After that he got anointed, here come the wicked spirit. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay? Behold, I've seen the son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who is skillful as a musician and brave and a competent man and a war warrior, discerning prudent and eloquent speech and a handsome man. Uh -huh. And so was Shaul, by the way. Tall and a good looking glass of water. That's real beautiful. And a handsome man and the most high is with him. So Shaul sent the messages to Jesse and said, send me David your son who is with the flock. Remember, David is a, um, a sheep herder. Okay. Jesse took the donkey and loaded it with bread and a jug of wine and a young goat and sent them to Saul with David, his son. And David came to Saul, Shaul, and attended to him. Shaul loved David greatly. And later, David became his armor bearer. See how it's working out? Uh-huh. I want to say this too. <laughs> Before the Most High makes you a king or whatever you're going to do in the leadership role, you must first understand how everything else works. Okay? You just can't go in there being the leader. Just like Shaul said, how can you pick me? I'm the least of the least. 
So naturally, before he was chosen, he was doing menial work, mundane work. So the Most High picked him up, dusted him off, put his special sauce on him, and he became a king. Even though he trust, um, transgressed, he knew what it meant to be a regular person. And so does David. It's not just this other person from a kingly line that don't know nothing about nothing. He just automatically became king and don't know nothing about the serfs and the underlings of the kingdom. He knew what it was. And that's important. Because think about the governments in the United States. Half of these people that have been in the government don't know nothing about being poor. They don't know nothing about groveling. They don't know nothing about not having um, resources. They don't know nothing about nothing. And they're making decisions for people who don't have nothing. So what does that look like? What do you think? People are not getting what they need. That's what it looks like. So the most high don't play them kind of games. That's how perfect the creator is. Oh, yes. Very meticulous. You're not going to play with the creator. He knows what it is. See, we can walk around and act like we know when we want to, but we don't know nothing. The more you understand the most high, the more you know you don't know nothing. And that's what a real humble minister knows. You don't know nothing. Because the most high is the leader. He's the one who's leading you, not you. That's what I was saying. Then David came to Shaul and attended him. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. 20. Jesse took a donkey and loaded it with bread and a jug of wine, which I already read, and a young goat and sent them to Shaul with David, his son. Then David came to Shaul and attended him. Shaul loved him greatly. And later, David became his arm bearer. Shaul sent word to Jesse saying, please let David be my attendant. Mm -hmm. There's a purpose for everything the Most High does. Skillful, wonderful, perfect. Oh, yes. The Most High knows what he's doing. Trust and believe. So I say again, let me, please let me um, keep David as my attendant, for he has found favor in my sight. No, he ain't find favor in your sight. He found favor in the Most High sight. Because that favor that was taken from Shaul was put on David. That's why uh, Shaul loves David, because of that special source, baby. You don't never want the Most High to take the special sauce off of you. Because if he did, you would be demon food. <laughs> so it came after about that whenever the evil wicked spirit from the Most High was on Shaul, David took a harp and played it with his hand. So Shaul would be refreshed and well. And the wicked spirit or the evil spirit would leave him. Okay. And I would say evil because I'm not going to say wicked because the wicked spirit, I would say, will come straight from the devil. <laughs> and the ones that's on this earth who the most high cursed in the beginning. Mm -hmm, those are the wicked spirits. Now, the evil spirits is different because, like I said, everybody has a job to do and the most high sends them. Okay. He sent that wicked spirit to go down there to um, Shaul and torment him for a purpose for not listening. Uh huh. The most high is not playing with nobody. Now we're on um, chapter 17, and this is the outline. Uh, verses 1 through 3, the armies of Yasharel and the Philistines ready to do battle. Uh, 4 through 11, Goliath challenges a combat. 12 through 27, David sent by his father to visit his brethren, takes the challenge. Verses 28 and 29, Elab hot chives. 
I don't know what chives means. Him. Um, verses 30 to 31, he is brought to Shaul. 32 to 37 shows the reason of his confidence. 38 to 54 enslaves the giant. 55 to 58, Shaul takes notice of David. I need you to pay attention. 17, I need you to pay attention. Goliath's challenge. Now, let me give you a little piece of information on who the Philistines was. I already told you before, the Philistines are the um, ancestors or the progeny of the ancient giants. So the Philistines was real tall, really tall. Some of them was tall and some of them was taller. <laughs> That's how it was. They was big, huge. Okay. So, and David is a young boy, too young to be in the army. Most of his brothers was in the army. He was young and he was the one who was watching the flocks. That was it. The baby of the whole eight sons of Jesse. Okay. All right. Understand that. He's also, he was also prophesied. Back to what I was saying. Now the Philistines gathered their armies. Remember, Yasharel and the Philistines kept fighting back and forth. You already know this since we got into um, Shemuel and even before that. Because the children of Israel did not listen to the Most High, the Most High sat back and watched them fumble the ball. Okay? They were supposed to get everybody off the land. First, there were certain people you asked, do you want to fight? Do you want war? If they said no, they want harmony, then you make harmony with them. This is what the Most High said in the book of Yeshua. If they want to live in peace, fine. But there are some nations you need to get rid of. And I'm going to tell you, I already said, the Most High did it. Because vengeance is his. It ain't yours and it ain't mine. So what the Most High did is use natural resources to get the heathens off. And he confound their minds. He sent hornets. He was sending weather. People was killing each other. Their minds was messed up. Yeah, that's how the Most High got them. Half the time, the children of Israel was just watching it. Did they not see the miracles of the Most High? Yes, they did. And nobody else could explain it. So if that happened today, you know what those scientists and these other dumb people would say? Oh, no, that's a natural phenomenon. It, and then they'll try to explain it. Not knowing that it was the Most High. <laughs> I already told you everything's spiritual. You'd be a fool to think it's not. Because we're all spiritual beings. That's what I was saying. Now, the Philistines gathered their armies for battle and were assembled with Sakah, which belongs to Yahuda. And they camped between Sakah and Aska and Ephishdamin. Shaul said the men of Yasharel were gathered together and they camped in the valley of Elah and assembled the battle formation to meet the Philistines. Now they're going to go to war. The Philistines were standing on the mountain on one side and Yashara was standing on the mountain on the other side with the valley in between them. Then a champion, listen, I need you to listen, a champion from the Philistines, from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath. Remember, these are the progeny of the ancient um, giants. Whose height was six cubics in span. Now I need you, span. I need you to understand how 
six cubits is. I'm getting ready to tell you right now. Let me grab my phone, baby. Let me grab my phone. Hold on. Okay. So one cubit is four. 45.72 centimeters. Okay. And in feet is one point eighty four feet. Now he was six cubits. Hold on. He was 11 feet tall. Mm -hmm. He was 11 feet tall. That's how big Goliath was, okay? Because a cubit in centimeters, it says 45.72 uh, centimeters, but in feet is 1.84. So you multiply that by um, six and it's 11 feet, okay? That's how tall he was. Now I want you to wrap your head around this. If anybody sees how big Shaq is to a regular person, you know he's seven feet tall. Imagine 11 feet and some change. 11 feet and some change. And David was a child, so he wasn't even fully grown. Even his brothers that was tall wasn't as tall as 11 feet. Who do you know today that's 11 feet? There's nobody that walks on this earth today that's 11 feet tall. Nobody. So that's how big he was, Goliath. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor. Mm -hmm. Overlapping metal plates, which weighed 5,000 shekels, okay, of bronze. He had bronze shin protectors. Listen to how he was suited and booted. He had bronze shin protectors on his legs and bronze javelin, a javelin, which is a spear, hung between his shoulders. This man was ready for war, okay? The wooden shaft of his spear was like a beaver's, a weaver's beam, sorry. The blade headed of a spear weighed 600 shekels of iron. This is heavyweight. And since I didn't weigh it and give you the, the equivalent before that, I'm just going to keep reading. And the shield bearer, listen, the shield bearer that was holding his stuff walked in front of him. A man that's 11 feet with all his gear on that fit him. Can you imagine? Goliath stood and shouted. I need you to understand everything I'm getting ready to say. Listen with a spiritual ear if you can. I need you to focus. Goliath stood and shouted to the battle lines of Yasharel. And this is what he said to them. Listen. Listen to what he said because he's getting ready to, he's going to, in this today's words, he's going to diss the whole children of Israel. He is going to insult the creator of the universe. That's what he's getting ready to do. Uh-huh. Why have you come out to draw up for battle? This is what um um uh Goliath is saying to the whole children of Israel. Remember, they're on two sides of the mountain. 
why have you come out to draw for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not servants of Shaul? Choose a man for yourselves and have him come down to me. If he's able to fight with me and kill me, then we'll become your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall become our servants and serve us. Uh-huh. He's calling Yashorel out. Now remember, vengeance is the most high, not the children of Israel. I want you to remember that. Again, the Philistines said, I defy the battle lines of Yashorel this day. Give me a man so that we may fight together. Ah, he's still talking trash. When Shaul and all Yasharel heard these words, the Philistine, the words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I want you to say this. I want you to know this. Remember, the special source is taken off Shaul. So that spiritual way with all is not there anymore. So naturally, they're going to cower. Because if the spiritual way with Thor was there, and you're going to find out who got it. If the spiritual way with Thor was on them, if they was really in the spirit, if they really knew who they was at that time, remember this is Shaul, his special source is gone. That spiritual awakening would come up and go in. But as you can see, it's not. And since Shaul is being uh, uh, scared, or everybody else is scared. If your leader's scared, where does that leave you? <laughs> okay. Now this Philistine is talking much trash. And everybody's just sitting there looking. Which is sad. Because um, Shaul is also tall. They didn't say how tall he was, but he was taller than everybody else. He ain't 11 feet. But he could have been, uh, what? Six foot one or, you know, he could have been. But who knows? Now, David, listen, I mean, <laughs> I would, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Every time I read these scriptures, it just gets to my being. I love it. 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 I will always root for the underdog. Honey, I love it. Now I'm going to tell you what David did because David got the sauce, baby. David got the sauce and he's a young boy. This is how powerful the most high is. He don't care who come up against you. The most high is the most high. Remember, he's the creator. This is what you need to understand. A lot of people ain't spiritually elevated to understand how powerful this is. They'll just look at it in an earthly way. Uh-uh. If you were spiritual, you already, you already given the most high all the glory. You're already giving it to him. Simply because a young child is going to strike this man down like he ain't nothing. That's how powerful that is. Now I'm getting ready to say it. Verse 12 or 17. Now David, the son of the Ephraimite of Bethlehem in Yehuda, named Jesse, who had eight sons. Jesse was old in days of Shaul and advanced in years among men. That means he was an older man, one of the eldest. His older, his three older sons had followed Shaul into battle. The names of the three sons who went to battle are Elab, the first, Abinadab, the second, and the third, and Shammah. David was the youngest. The um, Now the three oldest followed Shaul, 
But David went back and forth from Shaul to tend his father's uh, flock in Bethlehem. So he was back and forth from watching and because he was the armor bearer. He was on the side, you know, the armor bearer just holds the armor. That's all they do. And he was a young boy. So he was, a, I need you to understand this. Uh, this Philistine, which is actually today, if you call somebody a Philistine, it's actually <laughs> like a byword. Uh -huh. So this 11 foot man is talking trash, talking about he going to kill anybody who come. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm bypassing this line and I'm going to kill anybody who come here and y'all going to serve us. That's, that's an insult. So he's insulting the whole Yasharel. Nobody's saying nothing. I need you to understand what's happening. Nobody's saying nothing. Even Jesse's three sons is there, ready to fight, but nobody's moving because they're scared. Remember, David is the armor bearer. So between um, holding the armor and watching after his father's flock, that's what he did. He was a young boy. Okay? So the Philistine Goliath came out in the morning and the evening and took a stand for 40 days. He was talking trash for 40 days. I can't. Hold on, let me take my water. Uh. This man was talking trash for 40 days. 17. Then Jesse said to David, his son, take your brothers and effect of this roasted grain and these 10 loaves of bread and run quickly to the camp to your brothers. Also take these 10 cuts of cheese to the commander of the unit. See how your brothers are doing and bring back news Hold on. from them. Now they are with Shaul and all the men of Yasharel in the Valley of Elah, fighting with the Philistines. So there's a directive from Jesse for David to go and run the food over to the people who's hungry. Okay, that's, that's his job. So David accepts the challenge. So he goes over there. So David got up early in the morning, left the flock with a keeper, picked up the provision, excuse me, picked up the provisions and went just as, excuse me, Jesse directed him. And he came to the encampment as the army was going out to battle formation, shouting the battle cry. Yasharel and the Philistines drew up in battle formation, army against army. Then David left the provisions in the care of the supply keeper and ran to the ranks and came and greeted his brothers. Now, remember, this is a young boy running to the ranks. As he was talking with them, behold, the champion, here we go again, Goliath. The Philistine, a gap named Goliath, was coming up. Remember, he was talking trans for 40 days. Coming up from the army of the Philistines, just jumping in the front, talking trash, running that mouth. That's what he was doing. And he spoke these same words again. And David heard him. Listen, hold on. Mm. Oh, mm -mm. mm -mm. 24. When the men of Yasharel saw 
the man who was Goliath, they fled from him and they were very frightened. Now remember, David heard the nonsense. David heard all that trash talk. The men of Yasharel said, have you seen this man who's coming up? Surely he's coming up to defy Yasharel. The king will re reward the man who kills him with great riches and will give him his daughter to marry and make him family in his father's house, free from taxes and service <laughs> in Yasharel. Remember, I'm reading from the Andrew Bible. Then David spoke to the men, remember this is a child, who spoke to the men who was standing by him. What will be done for the man who kills the, Pal uh, the Philistine and removes the disgrace from Yasharel, from all this taunting he was doing for the 40 days? For who is this uncircumcised? This is David. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he taunted and defied the armies of the living Elohim? Oh, David didn't piss money. David didn't mad. Remember, he's young. I'm going to tell you this too. When they call people uncircumcised, that is an insult because only the blessed one of the most high is the blessed one. Everybody else who's uncircumcised, it's just like uncircumcised just like calling somebody a heathen or a dog that's what it's like so this is david david's saying who the heck is this dog trying to defy the house of the most high that's what he's saying the men told him what is that that will be done for the man who kills him now elab his oldest brother heard what david said to the man and elab's Anger burned against David. <laughs> he got mad at David and said, why have you come down here? With whom did you leave those few sheep in the wilderness? Did you look at himself? Like he ain't nothing. Just how you are. Most I know what he's doing. Praise y'all. And he's uh, David's oldest brother saying to him, what are you doing here? Ain't you supposed to be telling the sheep? Insulted him. I know your presumption and the evil of your heart, for you've come down here in order to see the battle. This is what David's oldest brother saying to him. But David said, what have I done now? Was it not just a harmless question? Then David turned away from Elab to someone else and asked the same question. And the people gave him the answer as they did the first time. Okay? Everybody's scared. We ain't moving. The man is taunting us. He's calling us all kinds of stuff. He's calling us out and nobody's moving. Because everybody's scared. From Saul all the way down to everybody else. So David looking around like, aren't we the children of the most high? <laughs> this is what I mean. This is what I mean. David had the source. He had the favor. He had the will of the most high. The spirit was on him. That's how he knew who he was and who he belonged to. When you know who you are and who you belong to, this is what the most high said. This is in the scripture. No devil anywhere can come against you. And this is when you don't have to listen to the Lord. But nobody that walks on this earth today has that. 
this is what the um this is what Yeshua says. I come to fulfill the law. But until the consummation of time, people are gonna have to follow these because they are the laws that you gotta follow. Now, it may not be the 614 laws that was given to the children of Israel, even though some of the children do listen to those. But those 10 laws, everybody listens to. Whether they follow the most high or not, they listen to them. Because who's going around killing and nothing's going to happen to them? Who's going around lying? Who's doing all that? You have to stay within the confounds. That's what I'm trying to tell you. And, um, and David, the most high, put the spirit on him. The spirit knows who he belongs to and he knows who he is. So that's why David is so audacious. Nobody else ain't audacious. Look at everybody cowering. David's ready to fight, honey, and he's a child. He's ready to knock down that 11 foot heathen that keep talking trash. Everybody else is cowering in their boots. This is what I mean about knowing who you are, and who you belong to. Until you know that for sure, for sure, you still got to listen to these laws. Back to what I was saying. So when the words that David spoke were heard, the man reported them to Shaul and sent for him. David said to Shaul, let no man's courage fail because of him. Speaking about Goliath. Your servant will go out and fight with this Philistine. Now, David, who's a child, I have to keep saying it, is telling King Saul, I'm going to go fight that. I'm fighting him. <laughs> I'm going to fight him. Now, I want you to wrap your head around this. If you're a parent and you're listening, or if you're a tall kid, and some little kid comes to you talking about they're going to fight you, they up to your hip. They're going to fight you, and they're going to beat you. This is the trash they're talking. Or your kids come up to you, Knowing that you will crush them and they say they're going to fight you. Think about that. Because this is a child. I don't know how old he was. 15, 14, 13. Who knows how old he was? Because it says he was a child. He, was, he wasn't, um, his assignment from his father was go tend the shop, the, um, the sheep. That's all you was doing. And he was so young that Shaul had to ask his father, Jesse, could he be the armor bearer? That's how young he was. So you can try to wrap your head around how young David was. Meanwhile, David's talking about, I'm going to take this fool down. You're not going to um, disrespect my nation and you're not going to disrespect the most high. That's what you're not going to do. Because David got the source, baby. Everybody else looking at David like, what is this little boy doing? Even his own brothers. Go home. That's what his brothers are saying. Meanwhile, David's like, I'm coming out. I'm going to fight him. I'm fighting him. Now, you already know that heathen Goliath got from head to toe, he ready for war. Everything covered. Elbows, head, not head. Elbows, arms, armor on feet, off, everything. And here come David. David can't even fit no armor. And you're going to find out in a minute. Then Shaul said to David, you are not able to go up against this Philistine to fight him. For you are only a young man, and he's been a warrior since his youth. Uh-huh. Now, if we was in the King James or the Sifa, it would say a boy. You see how things change? Back to what I was saying. Then David said to Shaul, your servant was tending his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came. And took the lamb out of the flock. I went after it. And I attacked it. And rescued the lamb from its mouth. 
And when it rolls up against me, I seize it by its whiskers. Ooh. And struck it and killed it. This is what David is saying to the king. Oh, I know how to handle animals. Okay. Your servant has killed both lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Since he has taunted and defiled the armies of the living Elohim. David said, the most high who rescued me from the poor of the lion and from the poor of the bear. Oh, I got to stop this. I got to stop this. And I'm going to say this. David knew who he was. Trust and believe. Listen to what David said. This is how sure. If you sure that you sure that you sure that the most high is with you. This is what you need. This is the real faith. That real faith that moves mountains. Yeshua said, you have faith like a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. I don't see nobody moving no mountain. This is what I'm talking about. David had that faith, ladies, because David is pro, um, professing it right here. David said, the most high who rescued me from the poor of the lion and from the poor of the bear, he will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Do you hear the audacity? This is what you need to have. This is the faith you need to have. I don't know nobody with that faith. Then Shaul said to David, go and may the most high be with you. Uh-huh. Then Shaul dressed David in his armors, in his armor, excuse me, in his armor garments and put a bronze helmet on his head and put a coat of armor on him. Then David fastened the sword over the armor and tried to walk. It was all too big for him. But he could not. Because it was not used to them, meaning he couldn't fit it because it wasn't his. It wasn't made for him. And David said to Shaul, listen to what David said. You know, you know who killed Goliath the most high from the faith of David. That's what, that's what David. Because it ain't nothing but the most high. The way it's getting ready to go down, you got to understand how this is. This is why I want you to wrap your head around everything that's happening. That was the most high. And David knew that faith of the mustard seed killed Goliath. I need you to understand that. And I need you to know that. Because David's faith. Oh, he knew that he knew that the most high was going to get rid of this Philistine. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So I will start again. 39. Then David fastened the sword over the armor and he tried to walk, but he couldn't because it was not used for them. I already told you it was too big. It was Shaul's. And David said to Shaul, I cannot use these because I am not used to them. So David took them all off. Now, David didn't have nothing, David. Then he took his shepherd's staff, listen, in his hand and chose for himself five, oof, five smooth stones out of the stream bed. That means in the water stream. He went to go get some five stones out the water and put them in the shepherd's bag that he had. Now, usually when they have a shepherd's bag, it's made of um, animal skin. So that's what it was. It was a little bag that he went to the river, grabbed five rocks, five smooth rocks, and put them in the bag. That's what he did. Okay. He put him in the bag that he had. That is in the shepherd's pouch. With a sling in his hand, a slingshot, 
he approached the Philistine. Now he's walking up to the Philistine that's talking all this trash and, and just dissing the whole Yasharal, the most high, the children of Israel. He just dissing them. Okay, in regular words, insulting everybody. The Philistine came and approached David with his shield bearer in front of him. So not only did the 11-foot Philistine come in front of David, but the shield bearer did too, who was small, because they usually get young people to do it. When the Philistine looked around and saw David and looked down, he disparaged him because he was just a young child with a ruddy complexion and a handsome appearance. So even the Philistine knew he was cute. A young, cute young man. Uh -huh. The Philistine said to David, am I a dog that you come to me with shepherd's stamps? <laughs> and the Philistine cursed David by his gods. The Philistine also said to David, Come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the sky and the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, oh, yeah. You come to me with a sword and a spear. Wait, hold on. Now, before I read this, I need you to understand and focus. It's a lot, child. Every time I feel the most high's presence in this word, I got to give myself a minute because there's no way somebody could comprehend a 11 foot man from head, not from head, but from neck to toe, ready for war, nothing could penetrate it. And the most high strike him down by a child. I, if that ain't the most high, I don't know what is. Oh my goodness, this child is up against a 11 foot man with all, all kind of weapons of war with him, who's a champion, by the way. This is how big your most high is. This is how big the most high is. A whole armies could come against you, and it's just you. And the most high strikes every last one of them down. That's how much faith you got to have when you walking with them. This is what I need you to get. I need you to get this. I need you to get it, baby. I'm going to read it again. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, a spear, and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the most high of hosts, the El of the armies of Israel, whom you have taunted. Did you hear what David said? The David's probably um, telling him, you come to me with all this physical stuff, but you don't know, you coming up against the L, the creator of the universe. That's who you coming against. Because you ain't coming up against me, honey. He's using me as the tool. But you are coming up against the most high of hosts. Okay? I'm just letting you know, devil. Oh, child. Oh, no. And he continues and he says, David continues and says, this day the most high will hand you over to me and I will strike you down and cut off your head. Did you hear what David said? And I will give the corpses of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth so that all the earth may know that there is a L in Israel. Now, if you don't know what L means, L means mighty. L means power. 
What did he say? There's power in Israel. The L. The almighty L. El Shaddai. The L is in Israel. He's leading Israel. And don't you forget that. Did you hear what David said? The proclamation of David. The faith of David. The spirit of David is coming out. Okay? Because the Ruach was placed on David. And that's where the audacity is coming from. And while he's saying this, I know the Philistine is like, what does this kid talking about? And then that entire assembly may know that the Most High does not save with the sword or the... Uh, say it again. And the entire assembly of the children of Israel may know that the Most High does not save with the sword or the spear. For the battle is the most highs, and he will hand you over to us. Now, I'm going to need you to get this. I'm going to need you to understand this. What did David say? Not a spear, not a javelin, not your, your the stuff that's covering you, all this stuff that you got from neck to toe. It ain't going to save you because you know who's going to get you? The most high of hosts. Nothing can save you. Nothing's going to save you. And that's what you need to know, people, and those who sin. Nothing's going to save you. Nothing. Not your rationalization about how life is supposed to go. Not your bent uh, and twisted ideas of how life began. Nothing's going to save you, people. Only the most high. And I'm going to read it again. And David said, the entire assembly may know that the most high of hosts does not save with the sword or the spear. For the battle is the most high, and he will hand you over to us. Understand that, know that, that never stops. When the Philistine rose and came forward to meet David, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. This is a child doing this. David put his hand into his bag and took out a stone and flung it. And it struck right into the Philistine's forehead. Yes, it did. It hit him right in the middle of his head. The stone penetrated his forehead and he fell down face, face down in the ground. Dead. Uh-huh. From the rock. A little stone. It didn't say, it did not say boulder. It said a small stone from the waters. David ran up and hit him in the head with a stone. And this 11-foot Philistine fell down dead. That's what the Most High going to do. Now, is that not power? David didn't have nothing but a few stones and an a, a animal, uh, animal skin bag. That's all he had. And slung them stones and popped that Philistine right in his head and killed him dead. That's the power of the most high. That's what you need to wrap your head around. Okay? So David triumphed over the Philistine. I know everybody was standing there with their mouth open and they just was dumbfounded. Like, whoa. Now that's the faith you got to have. This is the faith you got to have. This is the faith that you need to be taught. You need to understand this faith. You need to understand that you can have this faith when you seek the most high first His um, and his righteousness, his kingdom and his righteousness. 
You can have this faith. Because that's what it is, baby. That's what you strive for. That's what this walk is for. It's not about religion. It's about the power of the Most High. Do you want this power? Do you want this L? That's what the Most High is asking you. Do you want me? Because that's what he is, the power. He's the L. So David triumphed over the Philistines with a sling and a stone. And he struck down the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in David's hand, praise Yah, hallelujah. So he ran and stood over the Philistine, grasped the sword and drew it from his sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. Then the Philistines saw that their mighty champion was dead and they ran. Uh -huh. The men of Yasharel and Yahuda stood with a shout and pursued the Philistine as far as the entrance to the valley of the gates of Ekron and the uh, and fatally wounded the Philistines fell along the way to Sharim. If even as far as Gath and Ekron, the sons of Yasharel turned from their pursuit of the Philistines and plundered their camp. Then David took the head of the Philistine to Jerusalem, but he put his weapon in the tent. Then Shaul saw David going out against the Philistine. He said to Ebner, the captain of the army, Ebner, whose son is this young man? And Ebner answered, by your life, O king, I don't know. The king said, now you know the king. Then David returned from killing Goliath, the Philistine. Ebner told him and brought him before Shaul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. So David had the head of the Philistine. Oh, that must have been a heavy head. That must have been a heavy head, honey. Oh, that was a big head. Shaul asked him, whose son are you, young man? And David answered, I am the son of your servant, Jesse of Bethlehem. You're going to know the Most High is not to be messed with. He's not to be trifled with. He's not to be trifled with. He is power. He is the power. Don't you want the power? You need to ask yourself, do you want the power? You want the L, don't you? And all the blessings that come with the L, that's what you want. Now I'm on chapter 18. Verses 1 through 4, Jonathan loves David. 5 through 9, Shaul envies his praise. Verses 10 and 11, seeks to kill him in his fury. Verses 12 through 16, fears him for his good success. Verses 17 to 22, offers him his daughters for a snare. Verses 23 to 27, David persuaded to be the king's son-in-law gives 200 foreskins for the Philistines for Michael's or Michelle's dowry. Um, 28 through 30, Shaul's hatred of David, glory, David's glory increases. Oh my goodness. All right, we on the last chapter of outline. Well, it ain't even outline, it's um, lesson number six.
usually when I do the outline, I'm just giving you the highlights, but I'm reading straight from it. So we'll just say outline. But remember, Shaul has a son named David. Now, before I read this, I need to say this. I know I do a lot of commentating when I read these scriptures because you need to know backstory. Many people who read the scriptures for themselves, and, and I mean all the scriptures, not just the book of the Bible, you will get an understanding of what is going on when you gather Bibles up. And I'm not going to say Bible. This They call this thing the Bible, but it's the Sifa. It's just a, a book, many books of the histories of a particular children. And what people get it twisted as, they think it's theirs and it's not. The first part is the history, and the second part is like a rule book, a situation of um, how a prophetic, um, well, a prophecy came true for a particular people, and it opens up to invite various other people to live in harmony. Basically, that's what the what they call the Bible is. However, there are also prophecies as to what's going to happen to the nations who trifled with the children of Israel. Many, many, many prophecies to let you know intricately which nation, which nations is going to get what. Because the Most High said, everybody, everybody, everybody who mishandled, misused, killed, put my children in jail, everything, they're going to get it. That's everybody. Everybody. So there's that. And then there's all the rest of these um, things, which you probably never heard if you ever go to church. I don't care what denomination you call yourself. You never heard it because they won't say it because you're being taught by uh, the descendants of the great whore on the dragon. Now, I'm just going to say that. If you, you want to understand what that means, go to the platform library and look up um, five things or four things you didn't know about the Catholic Church. Listen to that lesson and you'll understand what I mean. In regards to that, what I'm saying, there's many Bibles that was translated and mistranslated and misinterpreted and they're being sold today. One, There's a Bible today. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's called because some people call it whatever. I don't know what they call, but there's a Bible out there today that misinterprets the relationship, the interpersonal relationship between David and Shaul's family. And they say that David's son, Jonathan, was in love. And I mean, uh, a romantic love between a man and a woman. They were saying that they was in love with each other. If that ain't the devil, if that ain't the devil, I don't know what it is. Remember, in end times, Evil is going to be considered good and good is going to be considered evil. Now, as I said before, sexual immorality is sexual immorality. The Most High said he will punish it. Oh, yes, it will be punished. I don't care what anybody says. I don't care. It will be punished. It says it in the scriptures, period. So when I read this, I don't want nobody getting no thoughts of no romantic anything. If it's not between uh, Mitchell and David, even there was contention in between them. It, it, it is not between Jonathan and David. 
best believe that. The Most High had the Ruach on David. It's no way you're going to disrespect the Ruach. No way. It even say that in the scriptures. Now, you could play with whoever you want, but you will not have to play with the Most High because the Most High gets the last word and he will be the one punishing you. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So you could do whatever you want to on this physical earth. But the minute you take your last breath, honey, everything you ever did that was that went against the Most High's word will be held against you. Just saying. I had to give that little tidbit because some people believe that David and Jonathan had a relationship. If it wasn't a brotherly relationship, they did not have any other relationship. So anybody misinterpreting this relationship is a devil. Or at, at least being fooled by the devil. Now I will read. Last chapter 18 of outline six. Jonathan and David. When David had finished speaking to Shaul, remember he's young. The soul of Jonathan was wounded to the soul of David. And Jonathan loved him as his self. Now, I'm going to say this. In the New Testament, Yahshua says, love your brethren as yourself. Why does he say that? Because you're going to always be good to yourself. So if you're good to yourself, then a lot of the laws you can bypass simply because you're going to do good to them. You're going to respect and love your brethren. Whatever you want people to do to you that's good, that's what you need to do to other people. That's what it is. Love somebody as you love yourself. Because everybody's going to want to do something good for themselves. So that's what you need to understand. That's what was going on between Jonathan and David. They was like brothers. No other, whatever it is. So Shaul took David that day and did not let him return to his father's house. So he started living with David. I mean, excuse me, with um, Shaul. Then Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved them as himself. So they was like real close brothers. So Jonathan, let me, let me, let me read this one from the FIFA. Uh, because I'm not going to play these kind of games. Hold on. I don't play that. I don't play that. I ain't even going to read it from the... Um, I, mm -mm. I, I don't, I, let me open up this C for honey. I ain't got time for the nonsense. We're not going to play. We don't play with the most high. We ain't going to be scrambling no words. It ain't going to be nothing left to chance. And all that. Can you get that, babe, please? Uh -uh, we're not going to play this. We're not going to play this. This is what we're not going to do. Mm-mm. 17. Mm-mm. Let's put it right there, babe. Thank you. 17, here we go. Is that 17 to 18? Oh, it's 18. My bad. All right. So this is what it says. And I'm reading it from the C for now. I'm not even going to play games. Mm -mm. We don't play no mm -mm. We don't play no kind of games like that. We're not going to play. So it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking unto El Shaul, they shouldn't even call him El Shaul simply because the L was off for him. Anyway, that the soul of Yaka Nathan, that's his real name. I'm reading from the Sefer, so forgive me if I'm butchering these names. 
was knit to the soul of David and Yaka Nathan, I'm just going to say Nathan, uh, Jonathan, sorry, because it's Yaka Nathan, yep, um, loved him as his own soul. And Shaul took him, David, that day and would not let him no more go home to his father's house. Then Yaka Nathan, which is, uh, they call Jonathan, and David cut a covenant because he loved him as his own soul. And Yaka Nathan stripped himself of the robe that was upon him. So he took off his priestly robe, I mean, his kingly robe and gave it to David. Uh-huh. And his garments, even to the sword. And to his bow and his girdle. Now he did that because he respected David, because everybody cowered at that um at that uh fight. And David killed Goliath. So they um so Yaka Nathan gave him the respect that he deserved. Nobody else did. David just took him out of his father's house because you know they wasn't rich, but they wasn't poor. They was wealthy in cattle and all that other stuff, but they wasn't rich. Like finance rich, um, paper money rich, or whatever it is. Maybe they had gold or whatever it was, but it wasn't starving, but they sure wasn't the king. So David, um, Yaka David took his um Yaka Nathan, Yaka Nathan took his um his um princely gear off and gave it to David. And David went out whithersoever Shaul sent him. And behaved himself wisely, and Shaul sent him over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people, and also in the sight of Shaul's servants. And it came to pass, as they came, when David was returned to the slaughter, one of the Philistine women, now let me see, let me see what it is, was it six, let me see what six is, let me see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from killing the Philistine. That the woman came out of all the cities of Yasharel singing and dancing. And me and King Shaul with timbres, with joy, and with instruments of music. And the women answered to one another as they played. Listen to what they said. That's how you could tell the sources off Shaul. And they said, Shaul has slain thousands and David tens of thousands. They singing this. And Shaul was very upset. And that saying, the songs that they were singing displeased him. And he said, they have ascribed unto David ten thousands. And to me, they have ascribed but thousands. And what can he have more but the kingdom, uh-oh, now he getting upset. And Shaul eyed David from that day forward. He got angry because he was puffed up as being the king, but now nobody was respecting him. They started to disrespect him in little ways, you know? Ten. And it came to pass on the morrow that the evil spirit from the Most High came on um, Shaul and he prophesied in the midst of the house. Uh-huh. And David played with his hand, the harp, as at other times. And there was a javelin in Shaul's hand, meaning a spear. And Shaul cast the javelin. For he said, I will smite David. He said, he's going to kill David. Even to the wall with it. I must stab him to the wall. 
and David avoid out of his appearance twice. So David moved out the way, honey. Then Shaul was afraid of David. Hold on. Shaul was afraid of David because the Most High was with him. Shaul knew that the Most High took the special uh, source off him and put it on David. He knew. And he was with him and he departed from Shaul. <laughs> and the Most High left Shaul too for not listening. You're not going to play with the Most High. That's why I always say it. I ain't saying it just to be fading. You're not playing with the Most High. You can play with yourself. But you sure ain't going to play with the Most High, not the creator of the universe. You ain't. Mm -mm. Therefore, Shaul removed him from him and made him the captain over a thousand. He removed David from himself and made him the captain and went out and came in before the people. And David behaved himself wisely in all his ways. And Yahuwah was with him. The Most High was with him. Wherefore, when Shaul saw that he behaved himself very wisely, he was afraid of him. So David was very um, self-aware, and he made sure to conduct he made sure to conduct himself in such a way that it would not antagonize Shaul. And Shaul was side-eyeing him. I'll just use today's terms. He was giving him the side-eye. He David never stuck that, um, walked out of turn, but um, the king was side-eyeing him at all times because he was jealous. But all Yasharel and Yahuda loved him. They, they loved David because he went out and came in before them. Now I'm going to read it from the Amplified and it says, 15 to 60. Where is it? Where is it 15? Okay, I'm going to read it. David acted while I'm in the Amplifier and I already read it, but I'm going to read it in the Amplifier. David acted wisely and prospered in all his ways and the Most High was with him. When Shaul saw that he was prospering greatly, he was afraid of him. But all Yasharel and Yahuda loved David because he publicly associated with them. I'm going to keep reading until I need to read back into the Sifa. I needed you to understand the relationship they had. Not no bullcrap um, um, sexual relationship between David and um, Jonathan. When Shaul said to David, behold, I will give you my older daughter, Merib, to, to wife. Only be brave for me and fight the most high's battles. For Shaul thought, my hand shall be against him, but let the hand of the Philistines, listen to what he's thinking, be against them. So he's sending him out to war so that the Philistines could kill him one day, but it ain't going to happen. Because the Most High got the, I mean, uh, the Most High put the source on David. I already told you this. That's where the faith come in. David know ain't nothing going to happen to him. He knows. Because the, the Ruach is on him. David said to Shaul, who am I? And what is my life for my father's family in Yasharel that I should be the king's son-in-law? So now David's being humble. Who am I that I should be the son-in-law? But at the time of Merib, Shaul's daughter should have been given to David. She was instead given to Adriel, the Meholathite, Meholathite as a wife. So David marries the other daughter. So Michal, Shaul's daughter, loved David 
And when they told David, it pleased him. So he married the other one, not the oldest one. Shaul said, I will give her to him so that she may become a snare, a bad influence, and a source of trouble to David. And that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. You see how um, Shaul kept plotting and wanting David dead? That was the wicked spirit. So Shaul said to David for a second time, you shall be my son-in-law today. Then Shaul commanded his servants, speak to David secretly, saying, listen, the king delights in you and all his servants love you. Now then, become the king's son-in-law. So uh, Shaul's servants spoke these words to David and David said, it is, is it a trivial thing in your sight to become a son-in-law, a king's son-in-law? Seeing that I am a poor man, he, he was poor in finances, but rich in cattle and whatever else, his father. But he didn't have nothing. His father did. And insignificant, the servants of Shaul told him what David said. And Shaul said, this is what you shall say to David. There's a go-between. The king wants no dowry except a hundred foreskins of the Philistines to take vengeance on the king's enemies. Now, Shaul's intention was to cause David's death at the hands of the Philistines, which ain't gonna happen. When his servants told David these words, it pleased him to become the king's son-in-law before the time for the marriage. Now, listen. David told, um, in a nutshell, David told the servants, because they're going back and forth. David told the servants to tell the king, I can't marry your daughter. I don't have nothing to give you to take your daughter's hand, because that's how it was. Even in some countries now, a lot of times, um, like these traditions, usually in the United States, when somebody get married, the, the, um, the bride's family pays for the wedding. Back in the days, if you're going to get a bride, you got to give something to the family. Even in um, um, other countries now, um, in Africa too, some of the countries in Africa, in the continent of Africa, you have to give something to take the wife. And sometimes you got to give something to the family when you marry the husband. I mean, it just goes by whatever tradition they go by, just saying. So David's basically saying, I don't, know, I don't have nothing to give you. So Saul being a being possessed by the wicked spirit want David to die so he said well you don't have to give me nothing just um I want the heads of all the Philistines that you kill 100 Philistines that's what I want I want the skins of 100 Philistines but the only reason why Saul Shaul said that is because he wanted David to die but David ain't dying because the most high got the source on him I already told you so David said oh yeah okay I could do that I'll give you that because I sure didn't have nothing to give you. Okay, so he said he's going to do that before the marriage. David arose and went, and he and the men killed 200 Philistines. See, they, um, Shaul only wanted 100. He killed 200, and David brought their, uh, their skin or their bodies back as proof and presented every one of them to the king so that he might become the king's son-in-law. So Shaul gave him Michal, 
the youngest daughter. Now he was supposed to have the oldest daughter, but um, Shaul gave him gave that daughter to somebody else to marry as a wife. Then uh, Shaul saw that um, the Most High was with David, and that Machiel or Michelle, the daughter, loved David. Okay, I was going to turn an ugly lady, but anyway, um, she loved David. And Shaul was even more afraid of David. And Shaul became David's instant or constant enemy. He couldn't stand David. He was afraid of David. He was jealous of David. He envied David. That's what that was. Then the Philistine commanders came out to battle. And it happened as often as they did that David acted more wisely and had more success than all Shaul's servants. So his name was highly esteemed. Oh, yes. The Most High loved David. People loved David. Everybody loved David. And David, David's going to be something, honey. David's going to be something. And I want you to know this and understand this. In the line of David comes Yahshua who is the one and only son of the Most High. Why is that important? Because he's coming, the Mo, uh, Yahshua is coming in the line of the kings, which is Yahuda's line. I need you to understand that. I need you to know that because the lesson that I'm going to do, I'm going to let you know just how important it is. From the line of Jesse, which is David, is going to come a king. From that king's line is going to come Yahshua. Because Yahshua is the king, the priest, and the first son. Okay? And I need you to understand that that's important. Because Adam was the first, and he messed up. Yahshua came and fixed everything. And we're going to do that lesson, honey. Oh, we're going to do it. So with that, I say, thank you for listening. I hope this lesson didn't disappoint you, honey. I hope it taught you something. I hope that you get what I'm saying and search for the most high for yourself. You need to. You want to be happy. Yeshua said he's the living water. Once you partake in him, you're never going to thirst. The most high said he is the way, the truth, and life. I ain't going to say the life. He's life. Nobody could bypass him. You got to go through him. Once you got him, honey, you got everything. Once you got him, you got everything. Most High said he going to send us his peace. Oof. There's peace in this word. There's peace in this word. With that, I say, I hope you enjoy your day. Shabbat Shalom. And until next time. Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A, at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question 
and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. to hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks.